1: and welcome in to the Action Line on this a Thursday morning. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Folks is with us this morning. Mark,
2: good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Good to have you here.
1: A brand new month, too. This is July, the warm month. Well,
2: pretty warm. <laughs> yep, it has been pretty warm already, and uh, it's hard to believe July the 1st is here already.
1: I tell you, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> And of course, the 4th of July is this coming Sunday, and we're gonna talk about some 4th of July safety things. People need to be aware of
2: this. Yes, they they sure do. Um, And and one, we want to... uh we want to make sure that everyone enjoys their 4th of July weekend and everyone has a good time. And it looks like the weather is going to turn a little bit for us and become more comfortable over the weekend, which is fantastic. Uh, lower humidity and a l- little bit lower temperatures down into the mid eighties, I think is what it's supposed to be this weekend. So we just want everybody to enjoy their time, but we want everybody to be safe while they're doing so as well. And so we're, you know, we're to make sure that we're, um, uh, that everyone goes to a proper firework show and, and does, uh, attends fireworks shows that are going to be uh, put on by professionals. Um, the, the one that we're having here in Murfreesboro on July the 4th is, is put on by Pyro Shows, where it's as a professional and pyrotechnics company. They are doing the show in, in Nashville as well. Uh, but there are a lot of shows around. If you like fireworks and you like seeing fireworks, um, you know, I'd really um, – Propose that you go to those shows because they're fantastic shows a lot of money is spent on those shows uh, Sponsors that provide that money the the quality and the, the size of the shells and the and the quality of the fireworks is just tremendous and you can see some really, really neat fireworks, and it's a completely safe environment because uh, there are drop zones that are set up when we do fireworks like that and and all kinds of safety provisions that are in place to protect the public that are there watching those fireworks. And so we just want to make sure that a lot of people go to those shows instead of shooting them on their own. Now, this year, the fireworks display, uh, as it was last year,
1: is uh, a high, uh, really high in the sky. These are fireworks that are shot at extreme high altitudes so that people can see them from distant locations.
2: Yes, uh, the, the show will actually, there's gonna be a concert and some other things going on uh, throughout the evening hours over at the fountains at the Gateway. Uh, the fireworks will actually be shot off on the city property that is almost directly adjacent to Fire Station 4 over on Medical Center. So it gives the opportunity for any of those professional office buildings that are around uh, St. Thomas Hospital Um Any of those parking lots that are through there, the fountains at the gateway is where the concert will be, but it gives you the opportunity to kind of come over and tailgate. A lot of people did that last year, which we enjoyed because we were still having the social distance last year, a lot more so than we are now. Um, But it also, even over on Old Fort Parkway, a lot of the, the mall parking lot, a lot of the businesses over there, the You know, the Adams Tennis Center, uh, the golf course, all of those locations will be closed, but their parking lots will be open uh, and available for people to park at to be able to view the fireworks.
1: And of course, if you don't uh, get up really close to them, you can tune to WGNS and we will have on the air what's happening. Uh, during the fireworks, so yep. you can hear it on yeah. your radio.
2: And we really appreciate WGNS being a sponsor, along with uh, Middleton Tennessee Electric, and it's it's going to be um, fantastic to see. Um You know, the show, and and like like you just mentioned, you can sit there and tailgate and simulcast uh, the music that's going to be playing at the stage right there in your vehicle, even if you're off-site uh, on a good location to where you can see the fireworks.
1: And when you leave, you're not all in a big crowd of uh, other cars trying to leave. Exactly. (laughs) And you can see those from all over town. You can park uh, over there at Toots Good Food and Fun, for example, or the avenue or any of the stores all around that yeah probably
2: anywhere within a two mile radius you'd be able to see the fireworks very easily
1: so uh these are really high up in the sky uh and they are shot off over sort of behind fire station number four you say
2: yeah well it's it's the it's the actual empty lot right there at the corner of gateway and medical center boulevard the city owns that property and so we go over and wet it down to ensure safety uh, with the the grounds that are over there it's got a sufficient drop zone which is a huge area that has to be there for any of the shells that may misfire or some of the debris coming back down to the ground uh, from the shells that are firing have to be in a safe drop zone that we can't have any cars or vehicles cars vehicles people you know buildings other things like that that can have a risk of catching on fire from those shells coming to the ground.
1: Now, I'm sure some people will be shooting their own fireworks at different times. Uh, Is there anything they need to keep in mind? Uh, Is the ground, are we having drought conditions at this point?
2: Yeah, we're supposed to get some rain today and tomorrow and I really hope we do because it is pretty dry right now and so we want to make sure that everyone is safe uh, with the conditions that are going on outside. Uh, within the city limits of Murfreesboro uh, and I'm not exactly positive what the regulations are within the county I don't think they're quite as intense as they are here but you're only allowed to shoot fireworks around the fourth of July on three particular days that's July the third July the fourth and July the fifth and that's from 10 a.m. in the morning until 11 p.m. is the only time that you can actually shoot fireworks uh, in the city of Murfreesboro and do it legally and and even then there are regulations in place to where um, we don't want you shooting certain types of fireworks. The mortar-type fireworks are prohibited uh, either for sale or shooting within the city limits of Murfreesboro, and we don't want anyone shooting those because those are extremely dangerous when you have people in close proximity. Um, you cannot shoot them from public right-of-ways or city streets, sidewalks, or otherwise. They have to be shot from your own property uh, or property that you have the permission to be on to be able to shoot those fireworks. And so. You know, we we are a very rapidly growing city. We're, we're becoming quite dense. Um, we've got a lot of houses that are fairly close together and a lot of uh, multifamily dwellings uh, around our city. And it's really uh, a dangerous situation when you start shooting fireworks uh, within those proximities. Um, you know, we, we have strongly restricted this for the last several years, and, and people are... Kind of, it's it's kind of an issue that uh, polar opposites people are really pro fireworks and being able to shoot them, and they want to shoot them on their own, or a lot of people are really against fireworks and they don't like them being shot near their residence. Um, you know, you have people with pets that it really. Uh, Bothers the pets that they have when their fireworks are going off in close proximity to their homes. You have um, the debris and shells that fall on their vehicles and on their homes and th- and things like that. So it's a, it's kind of a polarizing issue, and that's why we highly restricted the use of it, uh, but still try to allow people to have fun with it here in Murfreesboro as long as we can. Uh, but... Um, you know, nationally, the National Fire Protection Association um, puts out statistics every year um, that, they, that they obtain them on fireworks, and annually fireworks cause over 19,000 fires. Uh, and so, and, and some of these fires can get rather large uh, in nature because, you know, shoot off of fireworks near a building with a, a synthetic or a membrane roof or a tar roof, you know, it, it can cause a fire. Those, those things are, if you're not have a proper zo- drop zone, that you don't have anything combustible within that drop zone, those shells come down and they're still on fire. Parts of those shells, it, it may be the cardboard that's wrapping them, paper that's wrapping them or otherwise, but that's why we have drop zones when we do professional firework shows, because those shells come down and they are still on fire when they come to the ground. So if they contact something that's combustible, like a roof or like a uh, wood products or anything like that outside of a home or even furniture uh, that you may have out in your on your patio or your in your yard, Those things, you can set those things on fire rather quickly, and and over 19,000 fires are caused every year by fireworks. Uh, Now, you
1: mentioned something about the fireworks, uh, if you have a a tarred roof or something of that sort. It looks like if, if the fireworks landed on that roof, especially if it's a flat roof, you wouldn't notice it sitting there for a while. Uh, would it be up there smoldering and then catch fire later?
2: That's absolutely what most what happens most of the time. It'll it'll either cause, um, you know, on a lot of tar roofs it can get up there and smolder. We've had businesses that have uh, caught on fire. I know in, several years ago in Sweetwater they had a large warehouse that burned to the ground because fireworks landed on the roof of the building and caught the building on fire and it smoldered for quite some time before it was originally discovered. And and then uh, they wind up losing the building over it, and so it's it can smolder for a long time. But even on you know residential residences with uh, you know your normal fiberglass roofs, uh, even if it doesn't cause a fire, it can cause damage to the roof similar to what hail damage does. You know when a storm happens that will degrade your roof and not make it capable of shedding water the way that it's designed to. And so it's those can be damaging uh, in those areas, and we want to make sure that you're not causing damage to someone else's home and and potentially setting their property on fire
1: now are there some fireworks that are safer than others especially if you have some younger children uh what should you be looking for
2: well all the well we don't want children around fireworks at all as far as far as shooting fireworks we want that handled by adults Um, but the truth of it is all fireworks are really dangerous even the sparklers the sparklers that you see get up to um, you know those things are about 1100 degrees mm-hmm. so they can very easily burn you uh, and by contact and so you you want to be very careful when you're using any type of firework even if it's just a, a sparkler or a smoke bomb or some of those things that give off the colored smoke those are still very dangerous those can still burn you they can cause issues um, the mortars that we um, prohibit from using here in Murfreesboro are the larger you know shell sizes of we just want to make sure that you're not using those at all because those are extremely dangerous as far as causing fires, um, misfires, uh, the potential of people setting those off on their own uh, cause a lot of issues with folks and and cause a lot of injuries. Um, Similar to what we saw with fires, NFPA tracks a lot of the injuries that happen throughout throughout the United States and They've come up with some statistics over the years that um, annually over 9,000 people are injured from fireworks every year. The majority of those are burns uh, that happen—contact burns or um, blast-type injuries—that will occur to your hands, uh, fingers, uh, eyes, face area. Some of those things like that, because it—you know—a firework is an explosive device. It's 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 a, a high-energy charge of, of fire and, and somewhat of an explosion, and so. We just uh, even the residential grade fireworks can be extremely dangerous, and we just want to make sure that everybody's practicing safety. They're not for children to light or be able to shoot off. Um, anything can happen with fireworks. Uh, the manufacturers do a great job of trying to maintain safety, but at the same time, you're dealing with something that has a fuse uh, and a charge within it that's going to that's going designed to explode by nature. So any one of those, whether it's bottle rockets or whether it's, the, you know, just small fireworks that explode on the ground to smoke bombs, anything else like that is extremely dangerous. And we just really encourage people not to use them at all um, because of the injuries that they cause and the number of fires that they cause annually. Um, we would really encourage people to go see a professional fireworks demonstration. You're going to get a lot more. You're not going to spend the money. Somebody else is spending the money and you're going to get a lot more enjoyment out of watching that high class of a fireworks show than you are uh, shooting your own.
1: Now, of course, we hope that nobody has any injuries from shooting fireworks. But if you should have an accident at your place, uh, if it's not a a major accident, what should people do? Should they always call 911 for help?
2: Well, if there's anything, if there's any chance of um, a potential fire being set or otherwise, you know, we can come. uh, You can contact 911 and we, our department can come check it out. Just make sure that there's no... Um, nothing smoldering, nothing going on. We have thermal imaging cameras on our apparatus which can detect heat uh, to a very significant degree. And so we can, we can do those things and check those things out if you're concerned about it, the fireworks getting into a location that may have caused problems or otherwise. Injury-wise, uh, it depends on the severity of the injuries. Of course, we encourage you, uh, if there's any severity to it at all, call 911. Uh, we're gonna respond, Rutherford County EMS will respond. And just make sure that you're okay and, you know, if the hospital – you need to go to the hospital, we can get you to the hospital and those kind of things. But most significantly, the burn injuries are what we see, and those can range from, you know, a first-degree burn all the way to a third-degree burn depending on um, how long the contact is with – whatever's going on burning wise and uh, those things but as, as most people know or are aware of that even if you haven't ever been burned before which most people have of some kind burn injuries are just very very painful injuries and so there's a, a lot of care that has to be taken with those burn injuries cause a lot of infections post uh, to the burn and so you've got to be very cognizant and careful of those and so we want to make sure that people are if they did get burned by fireworks or otherwise, we wanna make sure that it, they get it very clean. Uh, they're keeping it clean and, and dressed to where it's not gonna have anything contaminant-wise getting on it because it's opening up the skin to infection because uh, it's burned through some of those layers. And we just wanna make sure that everybody's practicing the, the best safety that they can around those burns. And, and um, you know, if you feel like it's needed, either go to your own physician or you know, go to an emergency room or a walk-in clinic to get those checked out just to make sure that they don't get infected or otherwise.
1: We're talking about fireworks safety this morning. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Foulkes is with us, and we're learning about uh, things you need to be thinking about uh, when it comes to shooting fireworks or or even watching fireworks. And I guess if you're watching them there in your neighborhood and Neighbors uh, street over or shooting them, you watch those go up in the air. Who knows where they're going to come down? It could be on top of your house, could be on trees, could be, I guess, a street over. How, How far away do those fireworks potentially go?
2: Well, a lot of that depends on what type of firework it is and and how big the diameter of the shell is. There's only a legal amount, and I'm not exactly sure what size that now is that can go up to on consumer grade, Um, you know, as far as the diameter of the container that's shooting those fireworks. But, you know, even bottle rockets can probably go onto a neighbor's lot, uh, either behind you, beside you, or maybe even a couple of houses over uh, just a standard bottle rocket. And so those those things can travel, and they're going to wind up on people's roof. Um, we've had instances where we've had complaints that the bottle rockets are shot, they go into the roof, they clog the gutters because, you know, they got the sticks with them and stuff like that. So, you know, we just, we ask you if you are shooting fireworks to be very cognizant of where those things are landing and, and make sure you're not impacting your neighbors in an adverse way when you're, when you're doing those and just be responsible about the way that you're handling that.
1: How long are they extremely hot? In other words, how long are they potentially... Uh, able to create a fire Uh,
2: for the most part they they die down pretty quick uh, when they you know when they come to the ground but of course it depends on what they meet contact with you know if they meet contact with a very combustible item like dry grass um, you know cotton um, furnishings or something like that that are outside on a patio those kind of things they can maintain their heat because now they've got another they've got another source of product you know that they can burn and so you know with with proper oxygen especially if the winds blowing and things like that they can actually gain heat very quickly when they come in contact with a combustible surface and so then, then it's not dissipating but you know generally within a couple of minutes to three minutes it's going to start cooling down if it lands on asphalt or concrete or something like that to where it's not going to burn you um, when you pick it up it's, it's going to cool down fairly rapidly but that changes you know based on what it falls on and what it's got around it that it could possibly uh, use as fuel to, to continue to burn.
1: You mentioned that they possibly could fall into your gutters, which creates other problems with clogged leaves and clogged gutters. But if there are any leaves that are dried in your gutters, when that comes down, it could create a fire hazard. Absolutely. So be aware of those things. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. We will continue the conversation on 4th of July firework safety and all sorts of fire safety in just a moment. Stay with us.
0: Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker weekday mornings, seven fifty to eight ten on WGNS AM FM
3: online. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummers Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're starting a home studio, you need to come to Music World and Drummers Den. We also have interface for home recording, podcasts. We have USB microphones, all the equipment you need for home recording or podcasts. We are your local music store, you need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of
0: the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend, and then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low-carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also, it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp, Alfredo, and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas'. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Mark your calendars for the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale coming up July 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center on 1688 Middle Tennessee Boulevard. $7 gets you in for the whole weekend, so bring the family. Parking's free and food and drinks are available inside the venue.
3: Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions.
0: Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. True American hero, Norm Elzier. We talked to a World War II veteran, What would be the closest moment to death? Was that being shot down that one time? Were you ever captured or anything like
3: that? No, we weren't captured. I landed in a tree and I was unconscious. I woke up, there were three rifles pointed at me. Strange uniforms. One guy says, Ingliski, Amerikanski, Germanski, And I said, American. And he cut me down and hugged me. These were the Chetney people that took care of us. That was really something. There was a guy by the name of General Draza Mihaljevic, general of the King's Army, and the King was deposed by the Tito, the communist. But this general told his people, you take care of the Americans. He always did that. Tell us how you got rescued. gentleman by the name of Vajonjevic. He was in the OSS, which is the CIA today. They had put together this idea of coming in and getting us with airplanes. They come in with C forty sevens. Each C forty seven had six P fifty one escorts. And they come in. It was about one in the morning. And I was on the first plane out because I was sick at the time. That's what the book The Forgotten Five Hundred refers to. They actually flew out over time. Five hundred saved us, and all of our names. There were rescues in the back of that book.
1: This has been a salute to
0: veterans on WGNs Radio. Restoration
3: One of Middle Tennessee.
0: A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after
3: disaster strikes. After disaster strikes.
0: Fire, water, or storm damage, we can help you get your life
3: back to normal quickly. Restoration1 Middletennessee.com. Locally and veteran-owned. Good
0: morning. Traffic still light to moderate. Right now, 24 as we check it out live up through the Hickory Hollow area. Now, we have seen a lot of radar out here in sections of 840 and 24 coming in from Coffee County. True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call 240 2811. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic.
2: We'll see if showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and a high into the mid 80s. Winds out of the west are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer
3: Vujicic on News Radio WGNS. Currently it's 74.
2: This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs online at tireworld.us.
0: We bring people who know you, and you know them. People like Truman Jones. Weekday mornings at 9, only on WGNS. AM, AM, FM, FM, online.
1: Welcome back. The party is going. The real party comes Sunday with Independence Day. That's right. Sunday is the 4th of July. That's what we're talking about today: firework safety. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Fox is with us this morning. And if you have a question, if you have a comment, give us a call. Maybe you've seen the results of bad firework safety. Uh, maybe it's hit home a little too close for you. Like to hear your story. Six one five. Happy birthday to Sue Cook. Sue Cook gets the delicious banana pudding from Slick Pig Barbecue. Happy birthday, Sue Cook. And our good neighbor of the day is Andy Womack. Andy Womack, always helping and promoting Rutherford County. Always a, a very caring person. Andy Womack, our good neighbor, will be receiving flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts as our good neighbor. And again, if you have a question, 615-893-1450. A listener has texted us a question about fire extinguishers. Is there a fire extinguisher that works better than others uh, with fireworks, putting them out?
2: Yeah, we, uh, the standard, you know, combustibles or the standard fire extinguishers that will handle, you know, modern combustibles or combustible materials typically will work on fireworks. Um, One of the things that we kind of look for on fireworks is a fire extinguisher is very small, uh, typically. And, you know, even if you've got a five or a 10 pound fire extinguisher, they're gonna discharge very quickly and then you're gonna be out. And so more so with fireworks, we recommend having water on hand, a water hose if you're shooting fireworks in the area. Uh, a pail of water sparklers anytime you're using sparklers or any kind of fireworks and stuff like that just drop them in a pail of water that way they're going to cool down a lot quicker and things like that you're not going to set them accidentally on the grass or on a combustible surface and those sparklers can get very very hot and so we just want to make sure that you you have water nearby Uh, is typically what we recommend outside you know fire extinguishers work very well for fires that are you know more contained and, and those kind of things and and the fireworks can can kind of get outside of the scope of what a normal fire extinguisher can handle fairly quickly unless it's more of a confined space that you would need to use it in or a, a space where you may not be able to utilize water you can use a normal combustible abc type fire extinguisher and it will it will put it out
1: so a bucket of water out where you're using sparklers and drop the uh, stick inside there once you finish yes okay uh now you you indicate or at least it sounded like uh once you use a fire extinguisher uh these small ones uh, it's they're used up
2: yeah and and they are used up so they're out of they're out of product that's inside of them to help extinguish that powder and so certain types you can have refilled Uh, there's some companies if you just look in the Uh, on the internet, you know, in the yellow pages or white pages, I'm used to saying uh, yellow pages and white page book, but now that's on the internet. So you can look up fire extinguisher companies that may refill those, but commonly if it's a smaller type fire extinguisher below five pounds and even a lot of the five pound fire extinguishers, it's just uh, less expensive to just go buy a new one uh, once you've discharged that fire extinguisher it's a it's typically less expensive and just go ahead and buy a new one and, and dispose of the old one uh, making sure that everything is you know that you have fully expounded everything out of it before you discard it but that's the uh, that's the proper method of doing that
1: okay and again if you're in a business that's where your sprinkler system comes in if you have a problem if, if a fire uh, you know if it landed on your roof there uh, would the sprinkler help or would it have to get into the building
2: yeah it would actually have to get into the building and we see some you know roof damage and, and ceiling fires created where you don't have sprinkler protection because it's all below you know the the ceiling line uh, a lot of your sprinkler protection is there's a lot of if it's combustible uh, areas in the ceiling those are also required to be sprinkled Um, depending on the type those may be wet or dry sprinklers so if it's going to be cold in that attic space then those are typically going to be dry Um, so it's going to have to they're kind of the lines are charged with air instead of water so that won't freeze and bust uh, and those things would activate once it gets below the roof but it can actually burn the roof off of a structure before a sprinkler would ever be able to protect it
1: Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. And uh, here's a question. The person said uh, last year they were driving down the street and they started seeing fireworks coming before them crossing the street on street level. And so they stopped their car quickly. Is that dangerous uh, with the fireworks crossing streets uh, at uh, car level?
2: Absolutely, and and if you have issues like that, or if you're a homeowner and you have issues with people shooting fireworks that are landing on your property, uh, we just encourage you to call the police department. Um, if you live in the city of Murfreesboro, you can call the non-emergency line, which is six one five eight nine three thirteen eleven. You know, or you can call nine one one. Either one, whichever you choose, uh, you can call about those situations. But if, if someone's firing fireworks at street level or toward vehicles definitely call the police uh, that is very i mean it's illegal to do so um you know that's um you just can't do that because it is extremely dangerous we had a actually last year we had a fire caused in a vehicle because of a firework being shot into the vehicle it caused the seats to catch on fire and we had a vehicle that burned up because of fireworks being shot into a fire and that was last year and so it, it can happen uh and if, if you see it happening on streets or otherwise or people shooting fireworks at each other or at vehicles or at um, particular items, make sure that you call the police because they'll come out and address that situation.
1: Now, you mentioned about the fireworks being shot into the cars and the seats catching on fire. Are those seats, when when we had talked on earlier shows about things that are in the house curtains and upholstery and what have you catching on fire and it being made of very flammable material Mm -hmm. is that the same with cars
2: yes all all of your carpet seats um you know even your floor mats every even if it's the rubberized floor mats those are all made out of synthetic materials so they're you know no longer are car seats and, and components of car seats made out of cottons they're made out of synthetic materials which every synthetic material, whether it's a a rubber floor mat or a carpeted floor mat or otherwise, are some type of a component of a hydrocarbon. So they're a fuel. I mean, they're basically made of substrates of oil or gasoline and and those things. And when, you know, as long as they're solids and as long as they're not exposed to heat, they're going to do just fine. But when they're exposed to heat, they off-gas like a flammable liquid. I mean, they'll start to do that. Um, very easily and it causes a lot of damage very quickly but everything in just about everything in your car now uh, there's almost nothing that's in your car that's made out of not made out of some th- synthetic material um, there's very few natural uh, products whatsoever inside of a vehicle
1: we have a interesting uh, text that we've received here from a listener it says uh, we always go to Gatlinburg on the 4th of July It's become sort of a tradition in our family, and over the years, my father has taught us to always plan on an exit from the motel in case of fire. I'm guessing he must have heard about the inflammatory problems with curtains and things of that sort. Uh, Is this true more than ever in hotels and places of that sort these days?
2: Yes, and most hotels now, uh, you know, especially any new hotel, um, but even any hotel that's been renovated uh, within the last few years, uh, just about every local place, Gatlinburg is one of those that is included within that, have to meet local building codes and hotels, and those things are now required to be sprinkled. And so there should be a sprinkler system within that hotel room that's going to prevent that fire from growing or spreading that'll easily put out that fire. But it is always, no matter where you're at, whether you're at a restaurant or whether you're at a hotel or anything else, wherever you're at, it's always a good, good idea to know your best way out of the building should something happen. Um, you know, and, and that's whether it's a fire or otherwise, but you know, making sure that you can get out of the building in a proper manner, the closest escape route to the closest stairwell, we don't want you to use elevators when you have a fire situation going on, so get to a stairwell and know where that stairwell is and be able to get to it very quickly because, you know, in everything within hotel rooms nowadays, you just don't see furniture sold most of the time that's made out of just pure wood or wood products um, or cotton, you know, just about every, you know, you the, the memory gel foam mattresses are a very, very popular thing. Those are all synthetic based um uh, materials that are within those instead of having you know old feather mattresses and feather pillows and some of those things even the foam rubber um, and, the, and the batting within that are com- very combustible and and can do that so it's a fantastic idea and I appreciate them mentioning that about uh, knowing your best escape route no matter uh, what hotel you're staying in or if you live in an apartment knowing the best way to go and having a couple of different ways designed for you to get out of the building.
1: Well you just mentioned something that's really frightening because you, you mentioned about the mattress that you're sleeping on whether it's in a hotel or in your home. Uh, They're usually made of some type of foam or have some sort of substance similar to that in them absolutely how quickly do they catch on fire
2: well most of them are now required to have um, some type of fire protective spray or covering you know put on them as as they're manufactured to give a little bit of fire protection but you know if you have some kind of anything get involved in that and fire impinges those the insides of those mattresses are especially the memory gel mattresses are all combustible materials and they're going to off gas very quickly as they heat up and and it's going to be a major situation as far as the amount of fire that they can give off
1: now is it possible that you might uh, be sound asleep i mean really sound asleep and not know that there's a problem until it's too late
2: well hopefully everyone's got smoke working smoke alarms in their homes and and then
1: back to that
2: yeah Yeah. having working smoke alarms in their homes that are going to activate and we make sure that uh, And all hotel rooms and and those kind of things are required to have working smoke alarms within those hotel rooms. And uh, most of them have the activated systems that it's gonna activate system-wide. If a smoke alarm goes off or the sprinkler is activated, everyone in the hotel is gonna be notified of that by the fire alarm going off. And so, you know, we feel like that those are pretty safe, but but in your home, you should definitely have a smoke alarm wherever you're sleeping, and I've said it on here before, but you know, if you nap a lot within your living area or your den or something like that, have a smoke alarm in that room just to notify you of anything that might be going on and and of course all homes built since the late 90s are required to have inner interconnected wired in smoke alarms to where the all alarms in the home are going to go off when one goes off to notify you of a situation and a fire that's going on there and that's the that's the absolute best thing that you can have is the early warning from a smoke alarm being in your home and we just want to make sure that everybody has those
1: now you mentioned interconnected so if you have one in the bedroom and another one in the playroom at the other end of the house, but you're asleep napping in the playroom uh, You want to know when fire breaks out on the other end Absolutely. Uh, how who does that who, who do you connect with well? It's typical.
2: it's typically all the homes that have been built within the last few years. Those are all Already there. It's, it's already an interconnected system And if one alarm goes off, they're typically going to go off now if you hear an alarm chirping because it's got a battery backup there you may have one alarm that chirps because it's got a backup battery in there to where if the electricity goes out the alarms will still work so you may have one alarm that be chirping but that means something's wrong with the alarm or the battery's malfunctioning but in those houses where the interconnected alarms were working you know you can easily um, those are all interconnected together. It's put in by electricians when the house is built and it's all designed that way. Um, we recommend that you still check those alarms every so often to make sure that they're working. And if they have battery backup, uh, you don't have to really replace them every year if they're electric alarms, but every couple of years, make sure that you're checking those batteries to make sure that they're they're intact and working. That way, if the power goes out in a storm situation and you were to have a fire in your home, those alarms are still gonna work.
1: Well, if you have an older home, and obviously uh, this would be for the safety of your family uh, can you still get these interconnected alarms put in
2: yeah the best thing to do is contact an electrician because they would be the ones that would have to install those you can still get those in they now make some some smoke alarms that are actually connect uh, either through your wire your in-home network or the bluetooth Uh, that they connect together wirelessly and so there's some you know 10-year lithium-ion battery alarms that will interconnect wirelessly to each other and go off kind of in a daisy chain format one will set the other one off and and they'll start to go off within your home so those are available too if you don't want to have you know if you've got an older home and you don't have an electrician don't want to have an electrician come in and kind of do that wiring on the backside, you can utilize those uh, that are there but You know, we what we propose is any alarm is better than not having an alarm at all. Even if they're not interconnected, just having those smoke alarms in your home because they're likely going to to alert you. And we just want to make sure that those uh, are being placed into homes. And we're really advocating for the tenure battery smoke alarms you know battery. Uh, we recommend that you replace your smoke alarms if they're 10 years old so if you've got uh, a teen, if you buy a 10-year lithium-ion battery smoke alarm when that battery goes bad and the alarm lets you know um, you know I'm, I'm done my battery's gone out then it's time to replace your alarm anyway so uh, is
1: that the normal system now I mean with the 10-year battery
2: yes it's becoming the it's becoming the system that everybody's uh, using as far as the batteries go because it's battery the batteries are very reliable uh, those alarms are very reliable and you don't have to worry about changing those batteries out every six months like we recommend uh, that you do. If you have battery operated smoke alarms, we still recommend that you replace those every six months and when they need to be replaced at that 10 year mark, we, kinda, we recommend really that you get the 10 year lithium ion batteries. That's what we install in homes through uh, the Tennessee State Fire Marshal's Office and the Get Alarm Tennessee Smoke Alarm Program. We're a participant in that. We have been for several years now uh and we can put smoke alarms in your home Um, free of charge we'll come out and install them uh, per nfpa recommendations the national fire protection association Uh, in conjunction with the state fire marshal's office. So we just want to make sure everybody's got alarms in their homes because we just want to make sure that they're safe. Makes a big difference. Makes a huge difference. Our phone number
1: is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a few moments, and then we'll be right back, a final segment of our program. So if you have a question that you've been wanting to ask and for one reason or another haven't contacted us, Do so quickly, 615 893 1450. You can talk or text on that number, 615 893 1450.
0: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett, weekday mornings at 10. WGNS,
3: your good neighbor
2: station. Rutherford
0: County's place to talk.
2: Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come visit us for all your garden, home, and farm needs. We have a great selection of gift items in our gift department, and always our farm inn has everything the farmer will need. Please come visit us. Also we have a great selection of clothing. We have one of the best lines of Carhartt, so please come see us. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. This is Tina Fox. Come on over and see us
0: everybody, this is Jenny with Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. First, I want to extend out gratitude for your continued support. We just are so blessed to have you on that same note. This is the time that many people need to have their days brightened up. We can do custom-made baskets for those that are quarantined, for the kiddos, and we even can fix the mother up to help her relax. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street, between East Main Church of Christ and Junior's Foodland. Good morning. Traffic still light to moderate right now. 24 as we check it out live up through the Hickory Hollow area. Now, we have seen a lot of radar out here on sections of 840 and 24 coming in from Coffee County. True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call 240 2811. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic.
2: We'll see if you scatter showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and a high into the mid 80s. Winds out of the west are on 5 to 10 miles per hour.
3: I'm meteorologist Jennifer Voichitski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 74.
1: You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877 714 1313 or
3: kidlinkservices.com.
0: This is MTSU President Sydney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM FM Online.
1: Welcome back, Murfreesboro Fire Chief. Mark Fox is with us this morning. This is the 4th of July weekend. Firework safety, that's one of the top items. Something else people are doing this weekend, but really all weekends, this is a big time of the year, grilling out, and that has to create some challenges once in a while for fire safety uh mark what do people need to keep in mind for fire safety when they're grilling
2: well the big thing is you got to realize that a lot of people have grills and have you know that they, they like to barbecue out and we and i love to myself and, and, I, and it can be very safe but there's a there's a few things to remember when it comes to that i think around 60 percent 64 percent of the homes in the united states um, have some type of grill uh, whether it's a charcoal grill or a gas grill those kind of things but there's in particular on on certain ones of those there's things that we want to make sure that we do Uh, gas grills you want to make sure you don't have to necessarily check it every single time uh, but especially at the start of the season the grilling season when it's been the grill's either been outside or put up for a while Make sure that you're checking that gas line because that's typically a rubber uh, line that's going from uh, your burners in your grill, uh, from the gas tank there to the igniter and the burners in the grill. Just make sure that you're checking that line. Those will, you know, if a grill gets a little bit of age on it or if it's exposed to extreme heat and cold by leaving them outside, those things can kind of dry rot and degrade over time. They can develop pinholes in them. So just make sure that you're checking that line to make sure that there's no um, cuts in it, there's no gaps in it, that it's not. Uh, kind of becoming uh, dry and brittle, uh, per se. And if it is, just replace it. I mean, they, they sell them at any place that you buy gas grills. Typically, they, re- they sell those replacement lines. That's the most common thing that we see when we see gas grill fires, is the line has developed a compromise in it, whether it's a, a pinhole, or whether it's a, a cut in it, or it's just become brittle and degraded. Um, those, and, and it gets enough heat from the grill, it will actually start to burn where the gas is coming out of that line and set the rest of the rubber line on fire and then you've got a fire coming directly from the tank uh, typically and so you know we just want to make sure that everybody's checking those lines to make sure that that's that's good make sure that your burners don't have um, haven't you know rusted or developed holes in those burners and and things like that and just keep your grills uh, and that's the true for any type of grill whether it's a charcoal grill or whether it's a griddle or whether it's a gas grill make sure that you're keeping those clean. Uh, keep the grates clean to where it's not getting a major grease buildup to cause a flash fire uh, as you're out there and typically what you see with those is you just get burns. I mean, people will, will burn their eyebrows, eyelashes, uh, their facial hair and get some, you know, first and second degree burns on their face when you have those type of flash fires happen on those grills and we just wanna make sure that everybody's being safe with those. and um, Uh, griddles are becoming very popular now. And one of the things about griddles that, you know, you kind of look at is you can similar to what you would have when you're cooking on your stove with grease, with hot grease. uh, You're typically cooking with some type of oil or otherwise on those on those griddles and the grease that's produced by uh, the meat that you're cooking or whatever else is on that grill can um, result in a flash grease fire. And and it's essentially the same type of thing that you would want to see within your home if you have one on your stove don't use water on it don't try to pour water on it and try to get that fire out with water because it will just basically splash the grease out of the off of that griddle and onto other objects around Uh, turn the heat off to the to the griddle and either let the fire down die down on its own or use baking soda uh, a fire extinguisher very carefully uh, that's a powder-based fire extinguisher to where you're not going to expel that grease off of that but you know we can typically see those two grease fires on the griddles and then the one other thing is uh, some of the, the porcelain cookers, the Komodo the Joes, the, the green eggs and things like that. One of the things that we're seeing a lot with those is kind of a, a flash when you open it up, uh, open up that container, because those things contain that heat very well. Um, it's, they're designed for all kinds of grilling, whether it's real high heat or whether it's a slow, um, steady cook at a lower temperature. Um, but if that grill where you've got the, the, the valves open or the, the ports open for airflow in and out, if that grill is kind of sucking air in the bottom or kind of, you know, you see puffs of smoke coming in where you're, you're opening those grills up, Make sure that you burp the grill is what they call it, and that's where you kind of just barely lift the handle just, you know, even a quarter of an inch and, and back down and, and, and do that a few times to let some of that air come out because if you don't burp the grill when you open up the grill, it can actually uh, flash fire right into your face uh, and burn your arm uh, that got you've got on the handle or burn your face.
1: We have a text here from a listener who says, what is the policy on the fire pits in the city
2: limits? Uh, the fire pits are, are allowable. Um, any commercially manufactured or a constructed fire pit or fire outdoor fireplace are allowed. Uh, we do not allow burning of uh, any type of uh, just open burning of wood uh, at, at a residential level. Um, we do allow construction sites. Uh, to obtain permits to burn materials and things like that, but that's extremely highly regulated by our uh, community risk reduction division, and we make sure that we go out and inspect those and that we're holding within the limits on those. But any burn pit, you know, fire pit that's commercially manufactured, uh, we allow those burns to take place in those because they're they have the safety mechanisms that we need to see in place. And if anybody constructs one of the uh, you know the ones that are made out of brick or stone fire pits as well, those are are completely allowable. But with those, uh, we ask for the same bits of safety. Make sure that you're at least three feet away, similar to to heaters of any kind, from any combustible products. Um, Make sure that those are clean. Make sure that they haven't rusted through or you're gonna create any issues with rusting of those and use the screens that come on them because it'll prevent uh, a lot of those embers from coming up into the air and and potentially escaping and and setting something on fire especially when you got dry conditions in your yard
1: now you said with a fire pit you cannot burn wood does that mean that all fire pits are gas fed no
2: you can burn wood in the fire pits we just don't allow any open burning of wood or or leaves or grass or any products like that uh at residences any longer in the city of Murfreesboro but you can burn you can burn wood in the fire pits and that's what what we recommend in fire pits is just clean wood make sure that you're not burning pressure-treated wood uh, and that's for your health and safety they give off chemicals they've got chemicals in them uh, any painted products will give off chemicals and you're gonna be breathing those in and so we just you know make sure that it's clean wood um, um, you know trees that are cut up and just like what you would burn in an indoor fireplace that's what we want you to burn uh, in an outdoor in an outdoor fire pit
1: so if you were going to put together a fire pit for this 4th of July weekend better start quickly
2: <laughs> yeah, that's correct. If you're going to construct one, you, you you've got a little bit of work to do, real quick.
1: Or you can go out and buy one. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, thank you for joining us today. Thank Our you, sir. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Folks visiting with us. Fourth of July safety, and uh, on behalf of the fire department and everybody here at WGNS, we hope your Fourth of July is a safe one. Enjoy the uh, fireworks. Uh, all in the area, you can see them all over town. These are high, really high fireworks this year.